Hello and welcome to the WordPress Chick Podcast. Brought to you by the WPChick.com. WordPress explained for those of us who get headaches when we hear words like PHP and functions, but want to make money with their WordPress sites. No boring code snippets here. Just WordPress happiness made easy. Now, here's your host, Kim Doyle, the WordPress Chick. Hey, what's up, everybody? Holy moly, long time no solo show. Welcome to another episode of the WordPress Chick Podcast. I'm your host, Kim Doyle, aka The WordPress Chick. And today we're going to talk about the social side of WordPress. And uh, before we jump into that, just going to do a quick little update about life and where I've been and what's been going on. It's uh, It's been a squirrely summer, <laughs> which I think a lot of people end up saying that. It's kind of like, do you find your, do you ever find yourself saying, oh my God, I can't believe how quick this year is going. And then you say that every year. Yeah, I totally do that myself. Uh, so I'm actually craving fall uh, at this point. It's, it's kind of crazy when I look around, you forget, you know, you're sort of in your own little bubble and summer can last through October here, which for those of you who do not live in this type of climate, you probably think it's awesome. My air conditioning bill would definitely say otherwise, as well as my water bill. We are in a drought in California and... Uh, I had some heinous water bills, so I've been like trying to figure out and play with, okay, I'll shut the sprinklers off for a little bit, and then I'll run them, and then I shut them off for a few days. It's kind of a nightmare. Anyways, everything is really good. Things are flowing. I've got some big things happening uh, in my business, and so we'll probably share some more detail about that moving forward, um, but suffice it to say, it's, it's taken up a lot of my time, which uh, is also why I have brought on a project manager in addition to a virtual assistant because there is just no way that I can grow and and do the things that I want to do that I'm best at doing without bringing on some more help. So it's no secret that I've got a team that I've talked to people about that. But you know, really to go to the next level, it's time to start setting up better systems and processes. We've got some in place, but I really need to remove myself from the things that I tend to be the biggest roadblock in. And on that note, I think one of the things that has been so beneficial for me is really stepping into what it is that I do best. And I told somebody the other day, I'm like, I feel like I'm creating a cult because I keep recommending this book to so many people. Um, But I read, I picked up this book. It's called The Millionaire Master Plan by Roger James Hamilton. And I think I mentioned, gosh, a few episodes back or months back, um, a test I took called the Wealth Dynamics Test. And this is also created by Roger James Hamilton. And what it does really is it, it kind of pulls out your personality, your skills, the things that you're best at, and says, this is really what you should focus on. And so the, the Wealth Dynamics Test goes into a lot more depth than the test that you take with the Millionaire Master Plan. But they they go hand in hand. So if you want to start with one, grab the book because you get a code to take the test for free. So my Wealth Dynamics result uh, was the star, right? (laughs) Clearly, I like to podcast. I like doing video. I like to create. It was star creator supporter. I love creating stuff. I do not want to get bogged down with bookkeeping, with, with setting up systems and structures. I'm capable of doing those things, but it's not where I excel, nor is it where I have any fun. So um, so I had taken the Wealth Dynamics test earlier this year. I was like, oh, this is great. Yeah, you know, I'm doing a lot of stuff that I shouldn't be doing. But I just didn't do much with it. <laughs> I don't know if you guys have ever been there. You know, you, you get kind of excited about something and it just, I, I really love the material, but I still kind of went back to my old ways of doing things that I really shouldn't be doing. And the problem with this is that in order to grow and get out of doing the things you shouldn't be doing, which tends to be the stuff you don't want to do, in order to get out of that, you need to make some investments, whether it's hiring people, um, buying tools, whatever that looks like. And if you're in this kind of time for money trap, which I've leveraged myself out of, but if you're still in that space, then it's it's really hard to swallow. Great, I've got to spend more money to make more. I mean, it's, it's just, it's hard. And so for what that's worth, I totally understand that pain. So I'm not sitting here saying that um, it's easy. It's simple, but it's it's not easy to always do. 
So then I had pre-ordered this book. I saw that this book was coming out. Again, it's called The Millionaire Master Plan by Roger James Hamilton. And I thought, okay, this will be cool. This will be a good, you know, supplemental stuff. I'm always reading a gajillion books at a time. But oh my God, this, it just tied in with the wealth dynamics. It just blew me away because it totally is an alignment. Same thing with with the wealth dynamics test and mine came back a dynamo, right? That I need to be creating. And so I finally said to myself, it was like this light bulb went off and I got it that if I'm not doing those things that I not only want to do, but should be doing because that's innately who I am, there is no way to scale, right? I'm not going to succeed unless I step into this is who I am. This is what I love doing. This is what I want to be doing. This is what I should be doing and to own it. And so what does that look like in your business? That, that means you have to say no to things you don't want to which means you do things like hiring a project manager because, and that has just been a huge blessing, whole other episode. But, you know, stepping into, as soon as I made that commitment, holy moly, things blew up for me. I've had some amazing opportunities come in, um, you know, besides some projects and stuff. And I think the next episode, I will talk about where this is all going because I've talked a lot about wanting to get out of web development while my company could do web development. I love doing the discovery session, the mapping out the funnel, not setting up the funnel, but really working with people to determine who's your audience, how, all that kind of stuff, right? And the visual side of things, I have a lot of fun there. But it's where I've realized is that's kind of my sweet spot. Those are the people that I'm coaching. Those are the people that I can provide a valuable service to. And I'm not just talking websites. I'm talking growing my company, my team, the outsourcing, which is an opportunity that's come up that I can scale in a pretty big way. So I'm really excited about those things. But let me just tell you that they all came about when I said enough. And I I know I keep saying stuff like it was a little woo woo, but it just, this is really who I am. I I live with intention and, and I can see this stuff show up in my life all the time when I make these conscious choices. So that's kind of just bringing you up to speed with kind of what's been going on in my business. And so some of these sort of big things that are potentially happening. Um, They've been a little consuming in a very exciting way. But I also know that, you know, something's going to have to give. This is called growing up when you realize, okay, there's no way that I can bring this on without getting rid of XYZ. So I don't totally know what that looks looks like yet. But I'm committed to taking it one day at a time. I'm not gonna, you know, I I certainly... (laughs) I don't do that. Oh my God, it's got to be huge tomorrow. I just, I don't do that stuff anymore. I think there's a little kid in me somewhere that's like, woohoo, you know, and I just can't stop that. But um, we're not doing that at this point anymore. I, I've, I've worked too hard and I've, I've set stuff up in a way that this is just kind of divinely shown up and I'm super excited about it. So I know I'm being ambiguous, but, or maybe I'm being superstitious and don't want to say what it is, but I'll get into that in another episode episode. So anyhow, this, the social side of WordPress, the idea for this episode came about, I did another post, um, and everything's going to be linked in the show notes. So you can just go to the wpchick.com forward slash 44. And the all the links that I mentioned today um, are going to be in the show notes. But I wrote a post just called the social side of WordPress, because, you know, and I'm going to completely pre-qualified this entire episode by saying, I am not a social media expert, not something I will ever claim to be. But I can tell you what's working, where I held myself back, the things that I did that didn't work for me. um, And just some recommendations, because I think there's a few basic things that that everybody can do. I mean, there's fundamentals, and I'm going to get into all that stuff. But I am going to just pre-qualify this entire show by telling you, I am not a social media expert. Um, and do not claim to be one. I only play one on TV. I had to do that. And you knew that was coming. Um, all right. So, okay. So where do we begin with episode two? This is part two. Like I said, I did an original post on this. Um, and it came about because, uh, you know, I'll be the first to admit that my own social media efforts have been less than consistent. Kind of seems to be a running theme for me sometimes, but, uh, and I was going to justify that, but we're just going to move on. Um, I, I I always shared my content. So when I would create a post or whatever, you know, I'd go and share it. But it was sort of, um, 
I don't want to say half-assed, but there was there was a holding back involved, right? Like having a really hard time, you know, tooting my own horn, not wanting to get out there and say, hey, this is awesome. Look what I did. <laughs> and, and I'm not saying you have to, you know, say, look at me. Um, but when you're coming from a place of value, it completely shifts it, right? So my perception on on engaging and sharing and, and doing all of that has completely shifted. And it's been it's been amazing. It's been totally awesome because it was organic in a conscious way, if that even makes sense. So I think I I think I, I have told you guys, uh, if you haven't listened to it before, but that I'm in a mastermind group and we it originated based on Facebook advertising. And I'm I'm just gonna say this once in this episode. If you've never invested in paid traffic, learn how to do it because it will scale and grow things and you don't need thousands of dollars to do it, but there's nothing wrong with targeting the people you want to connect with. Okay, so that's going to, we're going to leave that there. So I started doing some Facebook advertising last fall and um, I I was getting into it and, and I was having some great results with it. And then I had this light bulb moment where, and there was training and stuff, but you know, you know, sometimes I, I know for myself that it's when I go to apply something that the, the lesson sinks in deeper, right? So I was working with a coaching client and we we're going to do a webinar. And so she went in to create some ads for the webinar. And we did it all together, her, her image, her headline, you know, the audience, all that stuff. And her cost per click, I don't remember the numbers, but this is, I'm going to just make them up for the sake of argument, but they were this different. Uh, her cost per click was like two bucks. Okay, so that meant that means that every time somebody clicks to register for the web, they just click the link, right? They're not necessarily converting to a lead. But it was $2 a click. So I was like, okay, this is kind of weird. So because we have similar audiences. And so I said, Let, let's take all of your ad stuff and let me run it through my campaign. I mean, through my account. Um, because it's definitely something that, that targets my audience too. And so... I was floored, exact same audience, copy headline, everything. And my cost per click was like 42 cents or 20. I mean, it was, it was so much cheaper because she ended up generating 75 leads for about 20 bucks, which is, I don't have a calculator in front of me, but it's pretty cheap, right? And I mean, I would spend $20 to get a targeted, to get 75 targeted leads any day. But so then I realized, well, obviously, (laughs) and again, you know, some things just take longer to sink in. But because one, because I'd been advertising on Facebook already, I was more engaged on my page and not nowhere near the engagement that I am now. And of course, Facebook's algorithms and all that is to have changed. But I was floored at the difference in the cost per click. So basically, what I'm saying is Facebook was rewarding me for advertising and being involved on the platform, right? totally makes sense. So then I thought, huh, okay, something's kind of, you know, I'm sort of onto something. Doesn't mean I jumped right into it. But I knew that, you know, in doing the advertising and and stepping up my engagement, one thing I've learned, hands down about myself over the last couple years is that, you know, if I'm going to do something, I have to do it as myself, I have to show up just who I am. This is it you know, silly words, whatever, just be me. And I was going to focus on finding things that I thought were helpful, funny, and I I use a lot of self deprecating humor. Um, And when I say funny, you know, I'm not, I mean, silly funny, that's just kind of who I am. Don't get me wrong. I like a good dirty joke as much as the next person. Um, Or sarcasm. I love good sarcasm. But, you know, there's a time and a place. And so when I'm connecting with my target audience on my Facebook page, you know, I want to connect with them. And I want to find things that they find that that are going to appeal to their sensibilities, for lack of a better word. And obviously, we all have different personalities, but they're not going to my Facebook page to hear about uh, my spiritual beliefs, right, or political, which you're never going to (laughs) see, because I hate politics. Um, But maybe that's an opinion in and of itself. And I'll, and I'll post inspiring things, quotes or whatnot, but it's just, it's something that just kind of touches somebody as opposed to dictating or forcing my belief, right? 
So I just, I knew that I wanted to do it in a way that supported who I am, what kind of business I'm building, and how I wanted to show up. And and in a way that I knew that I could show up consistently. So I was I was very determined to do this in a way that worked for me. And I was also not going to just share my own stuff along with a handful of my friends' things or just big names. And so, you know, you'll see a lot of people doing that. And I'm not negating. I, I, I share stuff that my friends do all the time, but I can't begin to stress enough how tiring it gets when you're following somebody or somebody is constantly, let's, let's just give an example here. Because you have, you know, marketer A, and I'm subscribed to their list. And I've also connected with marketer B. And so every time I get something from marketer A, I know that I'm going to get the exact same thing from marketer B because they are like, their devout follower, and they're constantly sharing the same people stuff over and over and over again. It just gets kind of old. And, and so I, I've sort of discovered this sort of sleuthing ability <laughs> that I've got. I love digging. I love finding cool stuff. And I like finding those gems that maybe my audience hasn't connected with. It's not the obvious, you know, it's not the pro blogger, the copy blogger, um, the big names. And I'm just throwing those out there. Um, Seth Godin, right? Amazing. But I'm not going to reshare everything unless it totally resonates with me because most people are probably following him. And again, I'm not saying I, I consciously choose not to share value if it's a big name, but there's so much more out there. So I knew that I wanted to find unique and cool things that would help my audience as well as asking a question or starting a conversation, which is something I tended to kind of stay away from. And, you know, I, I think at some point, as we're growing a business, on some level, we're all we all go through this, well, who am I the imposter sy- syndrome, right? I am so not immune to that. And I did that for a long time, like, oh, I just, I played it really, really safe. And all I was doing was playing small. So we don't do that anymore. Um, but I just, I wanted to to do this in a way that would inspire engagement. And I have to tell you, I've probably had five people in the last, I don't know, seven to 10 days, tell me how much they appreciate the stuff I'm sharing, you find the coolest stuff. And this is now when I'm talking about this, guys, just know that I'm talking about Facebook. And I'll talk about the different platforms. But for me, I cannot, it it work. Facebook works for me, it's where I'm investing also right with advertising. Um, But it's it's just a place that I can show up that I can be consistent I do share my stuff on all different platforms, but my primary place of engagement is Facebook. Um, You know, but it's been so exciting to have people tell me, oh my gosh, I love the stuff you're sharing. You find the coolest things. (laughs) Or was it Bob WP? Um, I I should pull up the tweet, but it was really funny. He's like, you're killing me because I kept sharing cool things. He's like, all right, you know, payback's a bitch. He, He didn't say that, but it was something like that because it's like somebody else is pointed out the the save feature that just got rolled out on Facebook because it's like, oh my gosh, you're sharing so much stuff. I have to, I have to save it all and come back. And so in each of those comments, I've taken the time to thank the person for letting me know it helps, for letting me know they appreciate it because it, it tells me that my efforts are not, you know, they haven't gone unnoticed. And from those engagements, I've kind of started reaching out and connecting with people too, saying, hey, well, let's, let's hop on Skype and you just, you don't know where a collaboration can come from or, you know, simply how can I support you? Which we're going to talk about uh, blooming your audience at the end of this. I'm participating in a free uh, 30-day challenge called Bloom Your Audience. And it's a great way. We'll get into that at the end, but just stick around because I want to give you the link to participate in that too. Um, so part of what spurred this uh, this episode also was that I had an interaction with somebody on Twitter. And this is totally not a dig. It's it's a, it, it just opened my mind to a perception that I used to have. I, I forget where it was. It was one of my evenings of sort of trolling through things. And I found this tool. And so, you know, one of those kind of kind of like a light gate, but you basically have to share it in order to get access or get on the beta list or, or something to that effect. And it was measuring engagement on Facebook, I think. You can tell what an impact it had on me since I don't remember the name of it. Um, but so I tweeted that I was checking this out. It was one of those, you know, tweet to share and then you get access kind of thing. 
so I did it. And then someone said something to the effect of, you know, oh, is it me? Am I the only one who thinks it's icky to share uh, business stuff on Facebook? And it totally stopped me dead in my tracks because I realized I used to really feel the same way. And I was kind of laxed about my personal page too, which I have also increased my engagement and sharing and whatnot. Um, and so it kind of made me stop and think. And, and so my response was simply that I had been, I had increased my, my engagement and my sharing, and I was having some amazing results in terms of conversations and relationships. And, you know, so the conversation was like, oh, that's good to know. It was, it was simply a sort of an inquisitive, like, is it me? Am I the only one thinking this? And I just, I realized I was totally the same way. And, you know, keep in mind that, you know, people are going to be more inclined to share your content when they know who you are and they trust you. I know this is nothing new, but clearly it's still something that people struggle with. I did this for the longest time. I just did not want to push my own stuff out there. But being someone who now is sort of this little inspector gadget, and I dig around finding cool stuff. And you know, when you hear some of this, because I've had someone else say, you need to show us how you find all this stuff. I just subscribe to certain feeds. And I go check out certain sites, and I've subscribed to specific sites. And you know, so the content is basically aggregated, and it comes to my inbox, and then I sort through it. Now, mind you, you go put in WordPress as a keyword to any of these tools, and you're going to get a boatload of stuff. So it's not like I'm just going share, 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 share. I think about who my audience is, what they're doing. And again, this is from the engagement that I get. And I've done some surveys with my audience. um, And I know what content on my site tends to do well. So I've got a pretty good idea of what they like. Again, you're not going to see me sharing, you know, GitHub stuff which for those of you who don't know, it's, it's really a code place because that's not really what my audience goes to me for. It's not my expertise. It's not where I can share value. So that's not the stuff I'm going to be sharing. So you do still need to filter it out based on your audience. All right, so now that we're like 20 minutes into this episode, um, I have yet to talk about WordPress and the social side of WordPress. So we're going to move on to that now. You know, you want to think about your online activity in terms of everything stemming from your site. Everything should stem from your WordPress site. Everything you should, everything you're doing, the goal, and again, I'm not saying you can't have a, um, this is just, I pre-qualify everything. There, there will be one of these days when I don't do this. But I'm not saying that all engagement and all interaction has to have this preset determined goal, right? I mean, you don't go hang out with your friends, but the goal to come away feeling better. You go because you, you want to. Um, but really, your efforts online, when it comes to your business, it, and let's just say that I'm assuming this is a business site uh, that you're, you're building everything from, you know, everything you should that you're doing should be to get people back to your site and engaged with you and your brand, which is why you want to make sure that everything you do socially is congruent with your site and everything that's on your site. And I I don't mean just branding, which we all know I'm a geek about stuff and I like everything to match. Um, But it's your voice in your message. Who you are on your site is who you should be socially. You know, I'm pretty much the same person everywhere. You know, who you see online is who I am in my personal life. Um, I mean, I definitely have a more private side, but you wouldn't meet me and be like, okay, she is totally not how she acts online. That That's not something that I think anybody would ever say about me, mainly because the thought of being one way online and one way offline is simply exhausting. Uh, <laughs> side note, you know, I just did that ice bucket challenge. You know, I'm always saying I talk with my hands, which I'm doing now. I do that in the video too, right? The ice bucket challenge, I have to use my hands as I'm discussing. So, you know, seeing me there is who I am here. And, you know, it's, it's really the only way you're going to succeed, which I know that circles back to the book I was telling you about. But that is it. Just be yourself. And I may have shared this quote before, but I loved this when I saw Seth Godin speak at the Infusionsoft conference in April, where he said, be willing to be a category of one. And that means you show up as you, uniquely you, who you are, quirks and all. You know, like I've started sharing even personally, because I've got a lot of people that um, 
follow me or have liked the WordPress Chick Facebook page, which is just facebook.com forward slash the WP Chick, right? Follow me there. Um, but people who have liked that page, and then we're also friends too. And so they get to sort of see that personal side, you know, all my posts about fall coming and the pumpkin spice latte, or my obsession with, uh, okay, well, let's not call it an obsession, but my fondness for all things Harry Potter. So all of those things, people just get to see that personal side, but it's not the private side. You know, I am so not somebody who is interested in airing dirty laundry. I'm not going to bitch. I'm not going to get in the paw. I just, it's not who I want to be. And that's how I live my life. I don't watch news. Um, I, the miserable stuff, you know, um, I, I don't watch the news. I don't, when I, the only time I read a newspaper since they actually still exist, is Sunday. I like having my coffee. I like reading life and business and entertainment and the ads. I, I don't read the stuff that hurts your heart. So we just, I, I stay away from that in my life too. Even the movies, you guys, I'm a total movie nut. I don't want to go see gloom and doom. The world is ending. I'll see a drama maybe, but for the most part, I want to go be entertained. All right, so let's start with the fundamentals, right? When it comes to your WordPress site and social Social sharing plugins. Now, I have tried a handful of social sharing plugins, and I've written posts and done videos about them. You know, for me, it comes down to a few things at this point. Um, first of all, obviously, I always test them. And if you if you don't have a test site, you know, find out with your hosting company, whoever you're with, if you can do a subdomain, go test that stuff first. So if you want to try a plugin, go test it somewhere else. I always do that. And you want to make sure that your test site duplicates the plugins you have installed on your live site, right? Otherwise, it's not really a test site. Um, But so I always go test everything first. And so I've sort of got this little checklist, right? Obviously, I'm going to go for what it looks like. I want it to look pretty. Um, It, Of course, it needs to work. I want it to be lightweight, meaning it does not slow the site down. I want it to be easy to use. Do not use language that I have to go to the codex or WordPress repository to to look up what it means, just talk to me, right? Because you want to think social sharing is targeted to people who want to be marketing. It doesn't matter what your business is. But so this is to any plugin developers out there. You know, don't build it in your language, build it in the language that makes sense to the end user. Um, I don't want it to get in the way of content. Some social plugins overpower the content and the goal is your content, right? Um, and then it doesn't automatically add a zillion social sites that I've never friggin' heard of. You know, <laughs> you, I go see some of these social sites and I'm sitting here and I'm looking like, what, what? You know, I open or you open some of the options and it just blows me away. And it's just because I maybe live in my own bubble, but to see the hundreds of, of sites that you could choose from. So if you're not actively participating on those social networks, why on earth would you put it in there for someone to share? So for me, Facebook, Twitter, Google+, Pinterest. I've got a LinkedIn account. I am very inactive <laughs> on, on LinkedIn. Maybe it's something that will step up later, um, but it, it's not an expertise of mine. I'm in some groups, but it, it's, that's not where I spend time, pretty much. Um, so, so those are criteria. So what I'm using right now is the floating social bar, And the floating social bar, um, again, all these links are in the site. Um, But that is by Syed Balki of WP Beginner and Thomas Griffin of the Soliloquy, Soliloquy, the the slider. So they created this and it's lightweight and and it scrolls with you too. So that is, I'm using those, I'm using that, those two, right? I started to say those two and I hadn't given you the second one. The other one is the add this plugin. And you'll notice that on my site on the sidebar. Now, Add This has a couple options. There's pro and free. I'm just using the free one. Um, I guess I should put the social accounts down, but that would be pro. Um, but I don't. <laughs> Maybe if I had hundreds and hundreds of shares, I'd be really concerned about seeing the counts, but I'm not. But there's a couple other options with the pro. Um, and at some point, I might upgrade. But right now, you'll see it. It's on the side and you can shift the position and it just stays put. So it's sticky as opposed to floating down the page which I guess that would be sticky too, right? Um, so that's what I'm using right now. And I've also used the pin it button, which I mentioned uh, in 
I believe I mentioned it in the um, episode with Cynthia Sanchez of Oso oh Pinteresting. Because for those of you uh, who missed that episode, I would definitely go back and listen to it because Pinterest considers themselves a search engine. And so I think there's a ton of opportunity on Pinterest, especially because it's a visual web now, right? And I'm going to talk about a little bit. I might have a mini rant coming with that. Um, But because Pinterest considers themselves a search engine, you've got the option to set the metadata, you know, name, description, all that stuff for your pins. So I was using the pin it button and I had, there was a conflict with something else. I honestly don't even remember what it was. So it was probably a year ago. It's probably time to bring that back in. And what the pin it button does is when you hover over a graphic or an image, a little pin it button comes up and you can customize the button because you know me, I want it to match. Um, So you can customize the button, making it that much easier for somebody to share, but you also get to dictate the description that shows up when somebody else goes to share your pin. So the length of description, you get to determine that. So that's kind of a huge plus. So I'll probably be adding that in. Um, You know, so those are the things that I'm using. But the fundamentals, you want to make sure that you have social sharing plugins on your site. And you want to make sure that they're responsive, make sure it's easy to use on a mobile device, tablet, whatever. So test that stuff. Um, And the other thing when it comes to this is sort of a, a plugin prerequisite. Anytime I, I test a plugin, free, premium, whatever, I always look at a couple things. And the free ones, I want to look at the last time it was updated. I look at the reviews, what version they're on. I, I'm totally fine if it's new, but you know, if it's brand new, again, go test it and see if anybody else is, is talking about it. Or I always click through. And again, this is how I find some of my little things that I dig through, you guys. But if I find a, a plugin and once you've logged into the wordpress.org site, right, like the plugin repository, you have to log in, but then you can go search newest plugins, which I often do. Um, and then I'll go check out because this freemium model is pretty big with plugins, right, where people create a free version of the plugin, and then you can get the premium. So oftentimes I, go, I see the free plugin, I go look at it, I look at the description, the installation, the screenshots, which makes me crazy when there's no screenshots. Just as a, again, I don't want to install something and find out that the interface is a nightmare. So include screenshots. Um, That's a side note. Anybody out there want to go do this as a business to support plugin developers? I'm sure you can make a killing. Um, But what I do then is if there's a premium version, then I click through to the developer site. And that's how, that's just one of my little sleuthing things. You got to be willing to dig a little deeper. Um, So social sharing plugins, that's just kind of one of the fundamentals, right? Social side of WordPress, make sure it's easy for people to share your content. Next would be links to your social profiles. And this, uh, (laughs) again, super obvious, but you should have links to all your social profiles. And I'm talking again about the sites that you're active on. Don't make people dig for these. And you also don't want to have them conflict with your primary call to action, just like I'm doing on my site right now. Meaning, my goal when somebody comes to my site for the first time, let's just assume they're coming to the homepage. I want their name and email address. I want to build a relationship and I want to grow that that list. And again, this is growing my quote unquote right tribe, right? I'm not looking at just numbers on a list because I don't believe in that. I would rather have a thousand people who love me than 25,000 who forgot they signed up. Anyways, so the re- like if you go to my site... I have my social profile buttons in the top right. It's actually the header right widget. And the thing is, you think about that, that's kind of prime real estate. So when somebody comes to the site, they're, oh, this is fun. I want to connect with her in other places. Well, I'm sending them away from my site. So, uh, and this is my little side note. And any of those SEO peeps out there want to chime in? By all means do. But my guess is that this would impact the bounce rate, right? Somebody lands on your site and they're there for, ooh, you know, 15, 20 seconds. And they're like, oh, I'm going to go connect on Facebook. Boom, they click away. So that's going to affect the bounce rate. So I think what I'll do, I'm getting ready to change the theme. And colors and stuff and logo will all be the same. But new theme, new layout, all that good stuff. So I'll be moving those social links my, to my profiles. That I don't, my, I want one clear call to action. And that is to connect with them to get them so they become a subscriber, right? So we can build a relationship. So keep that in mind that you do want links to your social profiles. Let me see. I'm actually going to look at 
<laughs> I'm sitting here scrolling up. It's funny, like I told you, I am on LinkedIn, but the only profiles I have um, on the site are Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest, Google Plus, and YouTube. I put all my videos on YouTube, need to step up the engagement there just conversationally. Um, And then Instagram, you know, that's probably what I should do is find an Instagram expert to have on the show. I love Instagram. I think it's fun. I have my photos go directly to my personal page. I'm not going to go set up. I don't know, maybe I will set up a separate Instagram account. uh, account. I cannot talk today. Um, But set up another account for business. But you know, it's it's those the sites that I'm active on. So anyways, you want to make sure that you do have links to your social profiles. I again would not have this in prime real estate. It's great. Trust me, I was so like, Oh, but they're cute icons, right? Like I like everything to match. Yeah, but I'd rather have them stick around. I'd rather have a comment. I'd rather have an opt in. And I'm not saying, which might seem contrary since I'm talking about the social side of WordPress, but you know, these pieces all have to work together. And based on you and your audience and your brand and and how you choose to show up, you know, some of this is going to work in different ways for you. So beyond the fundamentals now, let's, let's get a little bit beyond the basics. And that would be whether or not you choose to have widgets embedded from your different social profiles. Right now I've got a Facebook like box. I've got Twitter and a footer widget and I've got Google plus in the sidebar. Now as someone who knows the value of tracking and measuring, I have to tell you that I'm not tracking and measuring um, how important this is. And this is also prime real estate. You know, I would think my guess is that the and I should look, I, you know what, I'm going to log into I'm going to dig a little bit deeper in Facebook, since I'm starting to use the insights and whatnot there. But I'd be curious to see if this widget actually, I, I think I get likes from the widget. But I'm not saying that, you know, would it be more beneficial to have more recent posts in the sidebar, as I'm sitting here looking at my site, I think probably yes. Um, Twitter is in the fo- in a footer widget. And while that's not totally prime real estate on the homepage, it is. So is that the best spot for that? Eh, I don't know. Same thing with Google Plus. Google Plus is in the primary sidebar. And if you go to the show notes for this, I have a um, podcast sidebar that shows up there. So I, I don't remember... I think the Facebook and Google Plus are there too. <laughs> I'm looking at show notes right now, which is why you're probably wondering, do you know what's on your site? <laughs> anyway, so I think what I'll be doing probably with the new site when I convert everything is one, looking for an option for these things that I can measure better. So whether it is um, going into Facebook and setting up a new widget, because there's also widgets that will show recent content. And I'm going to talk about a little bit of a Facebook strategy when we get into um, sort of advanced stuff. But is there a way that I can pull in some content as opposed to just pictures of people who have liked my page, right? What What is more about ba- more valuable? I think it would be more beneficial if I had content, someone is probably going to click through to like the page if they see the type of content that I'm sharing on my Facebook page. Make sense? Um, so another thing you want to do is you want to install, set up and use WordPress SEO by Yoast. So he's got the social elements into the plugin, um, and probably could do a whole episode on, you know, the Facebook graph and Twitter cards, which I'm just kind of getting into, but there are so many options for pulling this stuff back into your site. There's definitely going to be a part three and maybe it'll be the advanced stuff where we talk about doing these things. Like I just found a post that I shared on Facebook on embedding a Google Hangout onto your WordPress site. I know, right? Cool. So that's where you start. You can start taking the stuff to the next level. Of course, you want the engagement and the audience on those platforms first, but just there's a lot of things that you can do to bring it back to your site. Um, but with the WordPress SEO plugin, you know, you can link all this stuff together. Google authorship we've talked about. And, you know, again, I'm not on Google Plus often. I tried initially when it first rolled out. I, again, Facebook is really my platform of choice right now. But Google Plus, um, while things have changed, your content's going to get indexed quicker, I believe. Again, SEO people, feel free to chime in. But there is value and there's an added benefit to you to linking them together. So keep that in mind. Um, so, but with the WordPress SEO by Yoast, you can put those profiles in there and you can also set default images. So if somebody goes to share on Facebook, and you've got a default image and something doesn't pull it, it'll pull that default image for you. So that's kind of the basic. And there's some other, um, God, was it WPSSO 
it's a plugin, again, something I shared on my Facebook page, that I think I'll probably test the premium version of this. I think someone had said um, that there is a lot of setup involved in that. But the thing is, again, if you can set metadata information, and you can dictate how things look when it's shared, it's to your benefit. Um, I also did share on my Facebook page, I, I totally do not mean for this to be like a pimp, go go like my Facebook page, but I told you I've been stepping up my engagement. There's also a Google Rank Checker plugin that you can install and connect to your social stuff as well. Um, but install, set up, and use the WordPress SEO by Yoast. There's a lot of value in that. Okay, so another uh, beyond fundamentals is a question, and that is, is your content shareable? And I know this sounds like it should be this totally obvious, um, easy, normal Duh, but for some reason, it's really not. You know, it's like I get a little bummed when I find great content and there are no images in the content to share. And depending on, you know, what what it is, like if I know it's really going to be valuable, then I'm going to go share. I'm going to go make an image and share it and, and, and use that and link it to the content as opposed to having it pull in. Because um, you'll see like if somebody uses a thumbnail size image, it pulls in this little image and there's this little side block of text and that is not going to get noticed as quickly as a full width image in a feed or you know something on Twitter. Same thing with Google+. And so you want to make sure that you have images, easy for me to say, images that are easy for people to share, that people can take and tweak or whatever based on the network. And excuse me, it's so funny, you guys should see this. I have three beverages. I've got a green juice, I've got water, and um, half a cup of coffee. Um, That was coffee number two, though. (laughs) Excuse me for that side note. Um, But make sure your content is shareable. Because I don't want to have to if I spend if I if I have to spend half my day creating images to share your content, I'm just there's going to come a point where I'm not going to do it. But and this is a a book recommendation too. is uh, Gary Vaynerchuk's Gary V uh, wrote a book called Jab, 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 Right Hook. And it, it's worth getting the hardback. There's, I don't think there's a paperback, but I got the book in the Kindle. Amazon totally loves me. I do that all the time because I told, you know, I'm not going to take the Kindle and my iPad into the pool. Um, but what's great about this book, the whole premise behind the Jab, 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 Right Hook, it's kind of like share, 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 sell right? Kind of think that in the back of your head. And you don't have to use that strategy. But what I like about it is he talks about creating images based on the social network that you're on, and based on the audience on those networks, right? Because it may be our audience on Google Plus, but those people may be more interested, say, in Genesis than the WordPress marketing stuff or whatever, you know. So he talks about that in creating that. So like as an example for a podcast interview, some of those interviews, I've done a picture of me and my guest, as opposed to just the title and a graphic. Or I always include a photo. I always include photos of the guests. I don't always put me and them like it's an interview, but and paying attention to those images. Do they work? So, you know, there's certain things you'll notice the, um, the image that I created for this post, I went to Canva. And I purposely created this huge Pinterest size. It says the social side of WordPress. It's got a thumb up and a thumb down. It's got the WP chick on it. And if you're not on Canva, get over there. It rocks, C-A-N-V-A dot com. Um, but I, I did it with the intention to share, right? So I, I go about creating my content and putting things in the posts that are of value that are going to make it easier to share. And I bet you... I bet you <laughs> I should do a follow-up, right? I'll share with you guys on uh, part three of this series what happens with with this with this podcast episode and the image and, and how well it's shared. So you really want to make sure your content is shareable. And I'm not just talking about images. Does your content provide value or connection in one way or another? And then here's something to think about. I was having a conversation um, with a couple friends and they're in the WordPress community. And, you know, uh, one of them is, is much more active on Twitter, not on Facebook so much or opposite of me. Right. And um, it's funny because I said, well, when you're on Twitter, are you engaging with your peers or you're engaging with your audience? 
And I'm not saying you can't engage with your peers. You guys hear me out. I'm not, it's not all this marketing strategy. But the whole thing is, if you're spending all this time on Twitter, talking to people that do the same thing you do, is that driving business? Is that building your tribe that you can provide value and service and and offerings to, right? This is business. We're going to just all come back to that, that if you're doing this as a business, offers, leads, and sales. I said it before, every business comes down to that. You have to do it in a way that works for you, but don't spend all your time talking to people and showing up with, and I know it's this whole coopetition, whatever, but you know, if, if they're your peers, they're doing the same thing or have discussions when you're stuck or ask questions, but don't forget to talk to your your customers. Don't forget to talk to your clients, your potential customers, your audience. Don't just, you know, sit around chit-chatting um, with people that are not going to help you drive your business. And so the same thing is, think about the content that you're creating it. Are you creating it for your audience or are you creating it for your peers? And here's the thing, you can share share your peers' content. I think that's awesome. I think one of the best ways to build your tribe is by sharing other people's stuff. I've talked about the old school marketers who look like a new, right? Enough about me. What do you think about me? And you never see them sharing anything that anybody else has ever created. It's about their beautiful lives and and just everything they do and all of their offerings and all of their service. And it's like, you've got to be kidding me. That is, that's so 1996. I'm just kidding. I was so not on the web then. Um, but you know what I mean? It, it's just dated. There's there's so much information on the web. The only way that, again, you're going to succeed and stand out socially is just by being you. Just be yourself. Truly. That's what's going to work. So pay attention to what social network you spend the most time on and whether or not you're engaging with your peers, your target market. Just a few little tidbits there. Now, some advanced ideas, which I think will be the next um, episode. But again, you want to track and measure which while it's not really advanced, um, just hear me that I totally get we can only do one thing at a time. I am so excited that I've been consistently increasing my engagement and having conversations with people on Facebook that I refuse to beat myself up over measuring. I do know that Facebook is one of, you know, the top five traffic sources for me. So I do know that that's working. I don't have numbers in front of me. I I could grab them quickly. (laughs) Um, So we'll get into more of that. Because again, this is a business, you can't grow what you don't track and measure, you know, you you don't know what's working. It's, it's sort of the idea of like creating a product where you come up with this brilliant idea. And I just went through this with a coaching client, she had this great idea. And it was it was a good idea. And then we said, Well, hey, why don't you survey your list when you start asking questions? Well, it turns out they didn't want her great idea. They wanted something beyond that. Right? So sometimes our perceptions are just that. They're our own perceptions. Um, so tracking and measuring, you know, is is very important. Even if you simply look at where is my traffic coming from? And gosh, I would say within the first few months of starting the podcast, I realized iTunes became one of my top four traffic sources. Well, clearly it's working, right? Clearly we need to be consistent. <laughs> um, okay, so that's one thing. Advertising. This seems so foreign to people in, I don't know, I shouldn't make these blanket statements, but you just don't hear people talking about paid traffic in the WordPress space. And there is nothing wrong with it. And I'm not talking warrior forum hypey stuff, you guys. You know, if you could, if you could put your services, your products in front of people who need them and will appreciate them, why wouldn't you want to do that? And so it's something you can baby step your way into. But advertising is brilliant. It really is to get people back and and to and and when you run those target audiences, right? When you create those custom audiences, you can really start refining the content you create and the value you provide with your WordPress site. Keep that in mind. Uh, along those lines would be retargeting, and again, that's kind of an advanced strategy. Not an expert on retargeting, remarketing, but you know, one way you want to think about this and just do this little experiment for yourself. But uh, go to Facebook, uh, open it, sit there for a little bit or whatever, do your thing, and then go open another tab and Google something. So let's say, um, okay, here's fun. I shared on my personal page, my sister and I booked a trip to Disneyland uh, for December. 
to take our kids. My daughter's last year in high school. Um, <laughs> she's not going too far away next year. But so we're like, let's let's go. I am a total geek about Disney, Disneyland, all that stuff. So posted, you know, we started digging and doing some research. We ended up actually booking a trip through Costco. We're staying at the Disneyland Hotel, blah, blah, blah. Okay, so go search Disneyland trip in Google, right? And then kind of just go about your business. Don't remember, don't close Facebook. Come back to Facebook, refresh, sit there for a while, and you're going to start seeing Disney ads, okay? Or go to other sites. You'll start seeing book a trip with Disney this holiday season or whatever. That's remarketing. And it's, it's creepy in a way, but it works. And so that way people, a lot of times people need to see you or your brand or your offer multiple times before they take action. But so retargeting, remarketing is definitely something that I'm stepping into and is something you can use uh, in terms of your WordPress site and your social engagement. The other thing you want to do is think about leveraging your relationships and your audience. You know, I've, I here's a great example. Um, and this is a shout out to Seshu. Seshu, well, I didn't mean to emphasize your name like that. Um, uh, of Tiffin Box, and it's, I believe, tiffinbox.org. So he's a photographer. We connected. He's been on my list for a while. And I had a coaching client who had a question. She, uh, somebody had contacted her, and it was a, um, for the life of me, I can't remember now, but it was a photography product type site, right? So they had contacted her to do some marketing and whatnot. And I said, oh, hey, let me reach out um, and ask. I said, do you know who Sashu is? Sashu, why am I saying his name? So please correct me. I feel like a complete numpty. But anyways, so I reached out and I said, Hey, do you know these people? He said, Oh, you know, wasn't like on a super personal level with them, but knew that the site had done well and provided value kind of thing. So, so that was one way we reached out that conversation then led to a, Hey, Kim, I'd love to have you guest post on the site. I said, great. What would be of value to your audience? So again, that's leveraging a relationship that I have. Right. And, and so you don't know, you don't know. I mean, we're in different spaces in a way, but yet He's got this amazing photography business. He does beautiful portraits. I'm like, can you please come out to the Bay Area and take some pictures for me? I need new pictures. Um, and so, and I'll link to his stuff in the show notes too. But again, an advanced idea for stepping up your engagement with WordPress and social media is to leverage your relationships and audience. Highlight other people's stuff. Doing those types of things are really fun. Of course, and then you want to mix the personal with the professional. And again, remember, I'm not saying private, I'm just not one of those people. I, you know, when I see people do sort of a um, vent, it just kind of makes me cringe. I'm like, really? <laughs> yeah, no thanks. And and I, you know, a lot of people will share sort of private stuff that says, "I'm going through something difficult, medical. I could use your prayers and thoughts and good wishes." I'm not talking about that stuff. And you know, that's your own comfort level. Um, but but keep those things in mind. And then lastly, some advanced ideas is. If you're going to, again, let's go back to um, starting with WordPress as your foundation, right? So you somebody comes to your site, they engage, they opt in, you get them on your mailing list. Well, sort of a little advanced strategy that I have set up with my new Infusionsoft campaign, still with AWeber and Infusionsoft. Lord willing, that happens this month where we cancel uh, AWeber. But in the new funnel, I've set it up. So the, somebody opts in for the crash course on content that converts, you opt in. And the confirmation page that tells them to double check their email says, hey, while you're here, be sure to like me on Facebook, right? That's a simple thing. And then in that funnel, you can set up. So say you have a a seven email sequence that says, you know, maybe email four or whatever says, you know, thanks so much again, whatever. Um, But I have a tendency to share a lot of things that I don't have time to share on the blog. I'm very active on Facebook. I would love, to, love it if you like the Facebook page. That's simply another way to increase the engagement. So what I did, and this is part of my lastly note here, I am, I am winding down. Um, but what I did last weekend, so I've been, like I said, trying to share anywhere from four to five times a day on my Facebook page. And I kind of curate this content and I'll go in sometimes the night before and I just schedule it. Um, but I, what I do then is I had my uh, VA, I said, do me a favor, go pull everything I shared just Monday through Friday, because my insights are not all over the board, but it's pretty consistent that my traffic Monday through Friday is across the board. It starts eight or nine o'clock in the morning, kind of peaks five, six, and it stays there throughout the week every day. And then it kind of drops off on the weekends. Um, but so what I did is I said, do me a favor, go grab 
everything I shared and just send me an email. So it's Monday. Here's all the stuff I shared Tuesday, whatever. So then I sent an email on Sunday that said, Hey, you know, here's some great resources and stuff. And I just told my list. I really stepped up my engagement on Facebook. If you haven't liked the page, be sure to connect with me there. Here are some of the tools and resources I shared this week. I couldn't share everything. The email would have been, you know, like a mile long, but I was just showing them, you know, this is what I'm doing here as well. So be sure to connect with me there too. So that's it. You know, those are a few of the strategies um, that, that are kind of more advanced strategies once you get some of these foundations in place. And again, I'm not an expert. I'm just telling you what's been working for me. And everything I do has to come back to my site. I want the WordPress chick. I want my site, my foundation, Kim Doyle. I want them all to be totally congruent. I want them in alignment with who I am personally and how I show up online. So that's kind of where I am uh, with where I'm stepping into things. As I start to measure and track, like I did find a um, a plugin that does a Facebook widget that I was telling you shows uh, some of the content you share as well. So I'm going to test that when I roll out the new uh, theme, which probably should be in September. Um, but as I roll that out, I'm going to look at the things that I can measure and track. And so we'll get into that for part three, of the social side of WordPress. Uh, and I think I'll do another podcast episode with that too, and maybe some video. Anyways, so that is it, you guys, for Word the social side of WordPress part two. Um, I would love it. Please feel free to you know, leave your comments or links to stuff that's working for you. And if you haven't, I would love a review in iTunes. Uh, They're much appreciated. They definitely help people find the podcast in iTunes. I've got a ton of great interviews lined up, literally recorded in the can. So we're going to get back on a consistent uh, publishing schedule here. And I've got some more giveaways coming for you guys. Anyways, things are good. So last thing for today, though, is be sure to check out the Bloom Your Audience Challenge. I'm doing this with Tay Silvestri of storybistro.com. And it is just a great way. There's 30 people sharing different ways that you can grow your audience in a way that that really doesn't feel like list building mania. <laughs> you know, add 30 subscribe 30,000 subscribers. Uh, it's it's doing it in a way that works for you. So I will have I've got a giveaway there. Um, I've got a page that I'm setting up and there will be a a download and audio to go with that as well, because mine is building someone else's tribe. And I really think that's the coolest way to connect and engage. You really become a valuable resource to people. So to, to join the challenge, again, it's Bloom Your Audience Challenge free. There's going to be a book published and all of all of the proceeds from the book are going to go to, um, I don't know that Taya has um, named the organization, but it's going to go to an organization for mental illness and depression. And just a quick side note on that. I'm sure just like many of you, um, I was deeply saddened by the loss of Robin Williams. And it that really struck a nerve with Taya uh, because that she's got people in her family. And personally, I suffered a lot of depression when I lost my husband and that shifted a lot in my life. Um, and if I'm not careful, that I can I can go down that path kind of quickly. Um, and that's not something I think I've ever shared with anybody. Because um, I was so, trust me, I was like, I was so anti-therapy before I lost my husband. Um, and now <laughs> I still see her. Anyways, uh, so take a look. It's a really, really awesome challenge. Ta- everything Taya does is just, just with you know, integrity and, and heart. I mean, she just rocks. Uh, I had a great trip up to Oregon to her event, but again, it's the bloom your audience challenge. You can participate for free. There's a private Facebook group where we're all sharing. Just go to the wpchick.com forward slash bloom your audience. That is it guys. Um, as always, thank you so much for listening. I know that we have busy lives and I can ramble. (laughs) So I totally appreciate you guys hanging out with me. Have an awesome day and I will talk to you soon. So I've got a question for you. What would your business and life look like if instead of working in your business, you could spend time working on your business? Do you ever feel like you're stuck in the time for money trap? I know I was. I hit a wall and I wasn't sure which direction to go in. All of a sudden, it felt like I'd created a job for myself. I knew I needed leverage to take my business to the next level. I wanted to focus my time and energy on the things I loved doing and was great at, which meant things had to change. 
So I built a team, created passive income, and decided to really start showing up in my business. If this sounds like you, then take it from someone who has been where you are. You can absolutely shift things and you can do it quickly. I've created a program where not only do you connect with like-minded entrepreneurs, but we create a strategy for your business. And I'm a firm believer in doing things uniquely as yourself. So this is no you know system where I plug you in and we follow the steps. It's for you and your business. And the bonus is that I'm going to give you the team to do the work you don't want to do. To learn more about working with me, go to the WPChickPodcast.com, enter your email, watch the video, and then let's chat. It's a free strategy session, one-on-one, just you and I. Again, that link is the WPChickPodcast.com, and I look forward to talking with you. Leave me a comment, and if you haven't already, I would love a review in iTunes. That helps a lot, but I would love a review in iTunes. It just takes a few minutes. Go over to, you know, you can subscribe in iTunes. Um, there is a link on the show note, but just look for the WordPress Chick Podcast. You can search it um, and leave a review. And um, we will be talking soon. 